Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This is Mark Schaefer, and you're listening to the Marketing Book Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Book Podcast, helping you keep up with the smartest thinking in the quickly changing field of modern marketing. And now, here's your host, Douglas Burdett. Hello, thanks for joining me on the Marketing Book Podcast. I'm your host, Douglas Burdett, and my goal in this podcast is to help you discover marketing ideas that will grow your business. Don't worry about taking notes. I'm going to do that for you, and you can find them at marketingbookpodcast.com. Today, I'm joined by Mark Schaefer, and we're going to talk about his best-selling book, Social Media Explained, Untangling the World's Most Misunderstood Business Trend. And at the end of the show, I will tell you how one lucky listener can win an autographed copy of his book. Mark Schaefer is a globally recognized blogger, speaker, educator, business consultant, and author who blogs at one of the top marketing blogs in the world, businessesgrow.com. Mark has worked in global sales, PR, and marketing positions for nearly 30 years and now provides consulting services with Schaefer Marketing Solutions. He specializes in social media training, and clients include both startups and global brands like IBM, AT&T, Johnson & Johnson, and the UK government. Mark has advanced degrees in marketing and organizational development and holds seven patents. He is a faculty member of the Graduate Studies Program at Rutgers University and is the author of three other best-selling marketing books, which are Return on Influence, Born to Blog, and the best-selling book on Twitter in the world, The Tao of Twitter. Mark is also the co-host of the Marketing Companion podcast, along with Tom Webster from Edison Research. Full disclosure, I am a big fan of the Marketing Companion podcast and have listened to every episode. Mark, congratulations on Social Media Explained, and welcome to the Marketing Book Podcast. Thank you. I'd like to accept the Nobel Prize. Oh, I'm sorry. I left that part out. That was that was that was quite an introduction. Well, <laughs> do we have any time left for questions? <laughs> no. Please direct all questions to businessesgrow.com. Yeah. Well, actually, in fairness to the listener, I did have to cut out, I did have to cut out a few parts, and I, I did that reluctantly. Mm-hmm. So, just to get started, can you share with us the story that led to this book, Social Media Explained? Well, that's a great question, Doug. Um, a lot of people, when the first, when the book first came out, they were quite puzzled because the book came out in 2014, and you know, social media explained, aren't we past that? Uh, you know, why would you put a book like that out now? 
But the fact of the matter is, I kept getting the same questions everywhere I went. You mentioned some of the big companies I work for, but small companies and everyone in between, not to mention my students. And so I started thinking about, well, what would I put in a, in a small book that can help busy people become more comfortable with the foundations of social media? And so, um, so I started testing it and I, I started working these concepts into a speech, into workshops, into my classes. So when it was time to write the book about a year ago, it came very quickly. It, it, it flowed very well because this was content that I had been developing uh, for a long time. It, yes, it's a social media book, but it still seemed different from the others in terms of not necessarily a deep dive into how to do every single tactic, but more like a book that's going to last a little longer than social media books because it gets at the concept that I think more high level and, and CEO type people need to be able to understand and, and ask questions. Right. Uh, that was that's truly the purpose of the book. It's it's not meant to turn you into a social media expert and that would be kind of difficult to do in a book anyway because the market uh, our business is changing so very rapidly. But what I wanted to cover is the the foundational psychological and sociological drivers of social media that are going to seem very familiar to people. And I think if you understand these five basic concepts, you're not going to be an expert, but you'll know enough to ask questions. And if you can ask the right questions, you'll be an effective leader. And I think that's really what the book will accomplish. It'll help you feel comfortable to know what are the right questions I need to ask to figure out how social media fits with my business, with my marketing, and make it align with the goals of our company? Well, well let's do a quick 30-second walk through the table of contents. It's, it's really just three sections. It's really only about 130 pages. It's a, it's a pretty quick read. And the first section is the five most important things you need to know about social media marketing. And the second part is the five most difficult questions you'll face. And then the third part is just a primer on social media, just to help people understand if they were to say, oh, what the heck is Pinterest? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So since you've written the book, what's been the reaction to the five most important things people need to know that you cover? Is it, does it seem to uh, resonate? It does. And, and I knew it would. And because it was kind of an interesting experience that I was actually at, able to test market this for a couple of years mm -hmm. in my speeches and classes. So I knew that people loved these ideas and that this was what they really needed to hear. And it meant a lot to me that you said that this is a very different kind of, of marketing book, a very different approach to social media. And I, I truly believe it is. I think it's it's fun to read. I think it's really accessible. And I think it explains it in such a, a common way um, and an interesting way that it gets people to look at it differently. Now, the one reaction to the book that has been a little surprising is this book, as you mentioned, is targeted toward busy executives who have to get up to speed really fast and don't have the time to read five or six books about this. But 
I've really enjoyed hearing from a lot of uh, experienced marketing professionals who have also really enjoyed the book and said, you know, I never really thought about it this way. I'm buying these books to give to my clients because it's going to make my job easier if they know, you know, what the heck I've been trying to do. It's also being used at last count, I think it's being used at 20 or 25 different universities in their uh, marketing cur- cur- curriculums. And I think uh, I just heard that it's been added at Northwestern. It was added at Northwestern. It's being used. Uh, I watched the the uh, national champion football game. It's being used both at Oregon and Ohio State. <laughs> uh, it's being used. I, I just got an inquiry today from uh, Florida International University and being used at uh, at uh, Washington State and Michigan State, to name a few others. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, a, it's a perfect book for students because it really does get at the essential basics you need to know. And as you mentioned, it was designed to be a short read and, uh, and a fun read. It also occurred to me in reading the book, it might be helpful for whatever element that is afraid of social media. Do you run into that sometimes? Oh, exactly. Exactly. And that was really the genesis of the book because I keep getting called into these companies and they say, well, our executives don't know what to do and they're afraid about of social media and we feel really constrained. We can't do what we need to do. So we're going to bring you in so you can explain it to them and you have one hour. <laughs> so basically that's that really was the, was the, the, the genesis of the book because I thought, you know, I've got to come up with something that works. What could I possibly say to people in one hour that will give them confidence, that will make them comfortable with these ideas? And that's where I came up with the original five foundational concepts. Right. One hour to explain social media to frightened executives. Let yeah. Me, let me add magician yeah. to your uh, bio <laughs> as well. Well, it worked. <laughs> well, good. Well, good. Well, you know, at least it gets them started. Let me go back and ask one question. If you could expand on the part, uh, the one chapter about content is the catalyst and perhaps talk about the relationship of content with social media, because I think there's a lot of companies that don't quite get that connection. Well, you're right. And there's a good reason for that. I mean, we've been conditioned to advertise and broadcast for more than a century now, and we've kind of lost sight of what our customers really want, how they want to know us, how they want to buy from us. And the way we want to deal with people, the way we want to deal with companies, it's the same way we've been working with companies for centuries. And we just forgot about it because advertising is relatively easy. It's relatively elegant to give money to an advertising agency and sit back and wait for something to happen. But that's really not what isn't what drives marketing anymore. People run away from advertising. They're sick of being marketed to. They're sick of being sold to. But they'll run to people who will help them, who will help them make money, save money, have a happier life, a healthier life, maybe a more entertaining life. And the way we accomplish that is through our helpful and hopefully interesting and entertaining content. That's what really is driving marketing today, and we see increasing amounts of marketing budgets being spent in this direction. And I think uh, on your 
blog, businessesgrow.com, you, you, if I'm not mistaken, you talk about how certain companies will contact you and say, Mark, you don't know us, but we've been reading your blog for a year <laughs> and we're ready to hire you now. It's like a very short cycle, but it was your content that got them to, to know and, and trust you. Well, I mean, and I'm, I can't say it's going to work exactly that way for everybody, but certainly for me, look, if people are going to hire me for a service, for consulting or for coaching or teaching or a workshop or something like that, they're probably not just going to go on the website and say, oh, he's the guy. They're going to want to look into it a little bit more because this is a big decision and they need to really know and trust the person they want to hire. So they're going to look deeper into the content. They may look at videos I've made of me at other speaking events. They might look at my blog. They might look into my books. And finally, this is an opportunity for them to determine, yes, I really like what he says. I like his tone. I like his personality. He seems to know what he's talking about. He, he has a lot of experience. So it's, it's a historically important time for us to have the opportunity to do that. I mean, if you think about Douglas, even 10 years ago, you'd have to spend big, big bucks to try to establish yourself as an authority. I mean, how would you do that? You know, how would you write in something like the New York Times or even your local newspaper? Perhaps you'd have to spend money, lots of money on advertising to increase that awareness and maybe get people to know you. And now we're in this amazing time where every person, every company, every brand has the opportunity to publish. They can be heard. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is or how much money you have, or even if you have problems speaking or standing. It doesn't matter what your disabilities are. Everybody has an opportunity to publish and be heard and grab their own little piece of authority, their own little piece of influence on the web. And you never, if you can do that, you never know what can happen next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I almost wonder if it's going to be in a certain way easier in 10 years because it will be the new norm. Whereas now it's as if maybe it's 100 years ago and all the farmers are using horses and mules and they're saying, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure about buying one of those motor powered tractors. I just, <laughs> and within eight, 10 years, they were all doing it and there was yeah. no more discussion about that yeah. uh, afterwards. So I guess mm -hmm. as you're going through something, it's, it's probably more difficult to notice much like having a, a pet grow up or a, a child <laughs> in the house. You just don't notice it because you're there uh, immersed in it all the time. I think one of the differences is that there's an element of social media and content marketing that's not intuitive. I mean, I'm thinking about the examples that you gave around technology ad adoption. Eventually, a farmer might say, you know, that tractor could really help me out. Or they could look at a television and immediately grasp what it does. But with content marketing, we're giving away a piece of our business. We're giving away maybe some of our best ideas and we're letting our competitors know what we're doing. And that is not really an instinctive way to do business. Mm 
And yet it's the only way we can show why we're different. It's, it's the only way we can show that we're original and this is how we work and this is how we think. So as I said, advertising there is very instinctual. You, you give money and you increase awareness because you can see your ads on TV or hear them on the radio. But, but working this area of social media and content marketing just doesn't make sense. And you, you have to apply a little trust to it. And that's a hard cultural change for people to make. It seems almost like there's some sort of marketing muscle memory from at least the last 50 years where people want to be able to interrupt or you know, buy advertising or barrage people that way. And it, it, it's almost as if you're going to a right-handed golfer and saying, okay, now I want you to try it. I want you to try it left. Just, just, just yeah. try it. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good, that's a very good way to, to put it. Um, I can walk into a company and probably within 30 minutes, figure out if a social media strategy is going to work in that company. It has nothing to do with the budget or the resources or the strategy. It has everything to do with the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, is this a culture? Is this a leadership team? And just by listening to the words they use and listen and you know seeing how they interact and and what they value you can you can kind of see is this a company that's ready to publish is this a company that's ready to embrace their customers in an entirely new way is this a company willing to talk about what they do are they willing to be open are they willing to be human or or are they still in that advertising mode that people frankly hate so culture is is so very important and very difficult to change and sometimes i think of uh I can I can frame it where there was a long a war between the consumer and the marketer and mm-hmm. and the consumers it was a long one a, a bloody <laughs> and oh. and and it's over and the consumers mm-hmm. the consumers have won so it's like uh people's ability to get through with their messages it's just not really working like it used to and so it's like a post-war era where people are having to come to grips with uh, enormous changes that they never thought would happen what are some things, you know, when you, you go in and you talk to these folks for an hour, <laughs> are, there some, are there some things that you can do, you know, once they've read the book that kind of help them put the second toe in the water? Some of the things that somebody could do right away to, to start to get more comfortable and understand more about social media. Well, it's interesting. I, I didn't really think about it. Certainly didn't plan it this way. But I've written four books now, and they do make a very interesting progression. Because once you read Social Media Explained, I usually recommend the next book for people to read is The Dial of Twitter or The mm-hmm. Tao of Twitter. You can, or one podcaster pronounced it The Teo of Twitter, which mm-hmm. is just wrong in so many ways. It sounds but like a series you could do, Mark. It's T A O, T A O, Dial of Twitter. And the, and the Dial of Twitter gets a lot more into this social media mindset. It, it, you know, it's a book about Twitter, yes, but it's also a book about cultural change and understanding what people want on social media. And one of the things we need to provide them is content. And for many businesses, the most accessible way, the most near-in opportunity is going to be writing on a blog. So I've written a book called Born a Blog. 
And that would make a good third book to read. And then my final book is called Return on Influence, which was the first book of its kind that talks about how um, people are creating this new power structure on the web. How do we know these people? How do we, we become one of them ourselves? And how, as a company or a brand, do we tap into these new citizen influencers, I call them, on the web? And again, this makes a very interesting progression. And I'm actually working on a fifth book now, which will take it a step further. It's this idea that we're getting into a place where content really isn't even enough because the world is getting flooded with so much content. We need to think about extra things like working with influencers and promotion and distribution and advertising, uh, building shareability into our content, finding the right kind of audience, finding an audience who's be, who's willing to share and engage with our content. These are all new skills that we're going to have to think about in our marketing departments. And so that's what's going to be coming next. And that's that's the next book that I'm working on. Well, that makes so much sense. Um, if the listeners want to learn more about that, I think if they just Google the words content shock, they mm-hmm. will probably be taken to that first, uh, and I'll, I'll include a link in the show notes, to that post you did a while back that mm-hmm. explained this change of content is no longer the magic bullet, not that it ever was, but it's it's not even table stakes now. Well, the the example that I use, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful story. I can remember when I plugged in my laptop computer to the phone line on the kitchen wall for the first time and, you know, heard that sound that meant I was connecting with AOL. And I didn't know where to go. I didn't know really where to find any content on the on the web. Things were so new. So I had heard, well, you can go to NASA and you can download pictures they have of galaxies and stuff. And that just goes to show how far we've come in such a short period of time. You know, in, in that period, just a few years ago, wasn't that long ago, there wasn't that much content. And we had this absolutely voracious, uns- insatiable uh, appetite to, to read and find and discover things on the web. And now we're at the point where we're just simply being barraged. And the amount of information on the web is going to continue to increase. And so, it's not a novelty anymore, and we need to adjust our views, adjust our tactics and strategies as, as, as business professionals and marketers to find new ways to be the signal instead of the noise. Oh, Mark, you're always talking about change. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of a change junkie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess uh, once you uh, stared it down... Uh, enough you start to you start to get you look forward to what's what's what is actually coming but i think it's pretty terrifying for most people and uh you know having to change what they do is in you know let's say a, a marketing person who came up through the ranks and now you know what's required from marketing people uh now and in the future is is going to be dramatically different so it's it's yeah. it's hard um well before we wrap up let me ask you just a couple marketing book questions what marketing book have you read recently that you recommend I'll tell you, I read a book, it's a 2014 book called Contagious by Jonah Berger, Mm -hmm. Dr. Jonah Berger from MIT. And the reason I like this book, and I actually quote it quite a bit in my new book, is that it's a statistically valid approach to finding 
how do ideas spread? How do they become contagious? So uh, it's a very well done book. It's a very well written book, and I, I like that one very much. Oh, good. Yeah, and I've seen that on a number of uh, top ten lists uh, for business books, marketing books, that type of thing. Pretty well known book. Are there any marketing books on your upcoming uh, reading list that you look forward to getting into? Well, I've got a book on my table right now that I've just started reading the first few pages, and it's a book called Fizz by Ted Wright. And Ted is probably the world expert in word of mouth marketing. And he's also just a very, in addition to being brilliant, he's a very entertaining speaker and writer. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. He's, He's just, he's had a lot of success and he kind of dissects some of his most famous case studies in this book. Well, that sounds interesting. When I want to stay up to speed, I make sure to visit your blog on marketing. But what, which ones do you uh, enjoy reading to keep up to speed? Well, there are a couple that I that I never miss. I you know I there are, I, I subscribe to lots and lots of blogs. But I mean, some of the brightest people out there that are also quite forward thinking. I mean, number one for me is always Jay Bear. Jay is is a is a remarkable intellect. I also like Mitch Joel's blog very, very much. Uh, he comes at it from a from an agency perspective and sometimes even from a traditional media perspective, connecting the dots between traditional and client and agencies and digital that, that I like. I like Lee Oden's top rank blog. You know, I'm not an SEO guru, but the people at top rank that blog with Lee there really talk about marketing optimization, not just, you know, search optimization, but marketing optimization, a more holistic approach. And then I like Christopher Penn up in Boston. Christopher is a very data-oriented person, and so am I. And and so he's kind of my kindred spirit out there, digging deep into analytics and data and statistics. And so... Uh, I, I kind of feel like saying the thank you speech at the end of the Academy Awards. I'm going to forget somebody and hurt their feelings. I mean, there's so many great bloggers out there, but those are some of my favorites <clears throat> that come to the top of my mind. Well, that's great. And, you know, I know uh, all four of them have written marketing books. Three of them have fantastic podcasts as well. And we'll make sure to include links to those in the show notes. Awesome. Mark, how can listeners find out more about you and all that you've got going on? Well, it's really easy to find me. I'm at businessesgrow.com. I decided I couldn't call it uh, Schaefer.com because no one could ever spell Schaefer. There's so many ways to spell it. So businesses grow and you can find my blog, the wonderful podcast I do with Tom Webster. is absolutely my favorite thing to do. He's so much fun. Uh, you can find my books and lots of other free resources that can help businesses of all sizes. Well, Mark, thank you very much for being on the Marketing Book Podcast. Oh, it's been quite a pleasure, and uh, congratulations on your show. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap. Links to everything we talked about in this episode are in the show notes at marketingbookpodcast.com. And while there, make sure to subscribe to the podcast newsletter so you can get each episode's show notes, links, and resources emailed directly to your inbox on Fridays when each episode is published. Want to win an autographed copy of Mark Schaefer's book, Social Media Explained? 
Just take a screenshot of your iTunes review of this podcast and upload it with your mailing address at marketingbookpodcast.com. The first one I receive will win the book, but even if you don't win, everyone who enters will get a handwritten thank you note from me. I'd like to thank everyone who has left an iTunes review. I really appreciate all the feedback and encouragement. And the more reviews the show gets, the more exposure it gets in iTunes so that more people like you can find it. Thanks again for listening to the Marketing Book Podcast. Till next time.